All right, we are here. So do we want to do we want to go into the intro first and then start talking? Yeah, I think we should right. just start with the intro. Okay, cool. Oh my goodness. All right, let's go. Everybody right. ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You good? Everybody good? Okay. Everybody's good. Okay. What is up, dropouts? Welcome to season two. Welcome home. We are a podcast for the creative looking to enrich their life with knowledge. We won't be giving you three ways to get rich quick. We are for the college avoider, the corporate dropout, the person burning the midnight oil on their next big project. We are here to talk with you, offer up the processes that work for us in our business, and to be real about the ones that don't. This might be your new fave podcast. I'm not biased or anything though, right? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nessa. And I'm Cam. And, and we have a guest today. <laughs> we <laughs> and our guest is now realizing how great we are at being awkward um, we, we are professionals at being awkward leela um so we're very excited that you're here to join in on the awkwardness i'm also sure. yes i just got done filming my first like online class and the editing myself like doing like 10 cuts in a row yes <laughs> oh my goodness so i i know exactly what it's like so <laughs> and then some of those cuts are just like that uh, uh, like you, you don't even get anything out <laughs> yeah and then i'm like what was like what was i thinking like my brain like glitching uh, while i was trying to like get out a sentence i have the hardest um, time my wife is like yeah you're gonna have to do that again i'm like i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> this is this is literally how it is yeah for sure all right um if you could introduce yourself for everybody oh okay yeah. um my name is Leela. My name's Leela Thompson, Leela Mae Thompson. Um, I'm a 23 year old artist based in Virginia. I just graduated college and now I'm like doing art full time and trying to figure it out day by day. So now I'm here today. Awesome, <laughs> you're in the perfect place. You're, you're literally in the perfect place. So thank you so much for taking time with us. <laughs> Sorry, saying bye to my family. <laughs> um, you're, yeah, you're literally in the perfect spot because um, we're trying to figure stuff out too. So yeah, welcome. <laughs> um so can you tell us a little bit about your journey like becoming an artist i know you said this is your first podcast so thank you so much um i would have thought you would have done like 30 by now um you're yes you're yeah. talented absolutely yeah. <laughs> so tell us more about you please okay so um i don't know i grew up in like northern virginia and then um i went to college at the university of miami Wow. And my first year, I, I did listen to some of your podcasts. So my first year I studied environmental engineering and it was oh. death and I hated it. And I was like, I'm going to drop out of college. I can't do this. College isn't for me. This is the worst. And then I realized it was just the major that I was in and not college itself. So then I switched my major to ecosystem science and policy, which was a lot less um, physics and math heavy, a lot yeah. less homework heavy, a lot less studying required to kind of pass. So um, I did that for the next three years, and then I just graduated with a minor in communications as well. And then um, I was like creative all throughout college. Like I was still mm -hmm. doing art things, but I wasn't studying art in college. So I didn't really have like a community of people that were also creative. So that was something that I was missing. So I started getting involved in like zine fairs and just like absolutely fell in love with doing that. And like South Florida has a big zine scene. <laughs> And like there, there's like zine season, which is actually just coming up and I wish I was there, but there's all these zine fairs that pop up in the springtime that I would like travel and go to. And it was just for fun. And I got to meet a lot of people. So that was like my creative outlet throughout college. And then 
when I was looking down the barrel of graduation and I was like, the barrel. <laughs> Yeah, I I have this degree, I have this knowledge, and I have no idea what job I want. None of these seem like fulfilling or anything I will absolutely enjoy at all. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like having a crisis. And my parents were like, we're going to give you a year, we're going to pay for your rent for a year to like do this thing that we know you love. And I was like, you're crazy. No, like, because we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So I was like, No, like you're not going to pay my rent. Like absolutely not. That's ridiculous. I'm, you're not going to pay my rent. I'll figure it out. And they're like, no, we're going to pay your rent. Now looking back, it's like, if anybody else had been like, I'll pay your rent for a year, I'd be like, heck yeah. But my parents, I was like, no, don't you dare give me the money. But I'm so thankful that they did because like now I'm here and I have this opportunity that I would not have gotten otherwise. So I'm very thankful for them for always being supportive. So that's why I'm here. They were like, do art full time. And I was like, no, like that wasn't an option. I was you like, really which environmental that? job should I get? And they're like, do art. And I was like, no. That's so dope. I do? And That's I was like, because I feel like most parents are like flipped. Like most parents are like, art is not sustainable. Like yeah. don't, you know, no, really, what are you going to do with your life? Yes, exactly. So I, my parents are the best. Like they're the best. I love them. My mom studied special education in college, but she's worked in the mortgage business for two decades now. So when I was looking at college and thinking about studying art, she was like, Leela, just study whatever you want because most people don't end up doing what they study in college anyways. So just do whatever you want. You'll figure it out. That's and I was so like, smart. Oh. Oh. So yeah. And my dad's, um, he has his own business. He's a football coach. So I've watched okay. him like run his own business for years growing up and grow that. So on the other side of my mom, like working overtime to like help support the family, I've seen my dad like following his dreams and doing what he loves. So it's like a great dynamic that's like created me, I guess. So I'm very thankful for them all the time. I love them. They're my best friends. That's so so cool. What made you choose engineering in the first place? Like if your parents were just like, choose what you want, what made you go that way? Um, Because I did a science fair project (laughs) in in high school. And it was like, I mean, you had to do it. Like I was forced to do it. I didn't choose to do it, but I'm, I'm, very much an advocate of doing something. If you have to do something, you should do something you enjoy. And I think like a lot of kids don't like science and stuff is because when they're forced to like pick a project, they don't actually do the work to find something, something they enjoy doing. So I was like doing this really obscure environmental engineering project. Yeah. Like related. And I was like, this is fun. I like this problem solving, being creative. Like, okay, I don't know what engineering is, but like, I'll do it. And then I got to college and I was like, no it's not that <laughs> it's not that at all we're just like here's some formulas and some like make some models and you're just like no like because yeah, I went through like, I graduated and everything in engineering and then got to my job and my job was like oh you're just gonna people manage and I'm like no <laughs> this isn't <laughs> this is, so I barely I, I totally understand that that type of um situation and it's very rarely you hear people who say their parents let them have the freedom to do whatever they want especially when it comes to schooling so i don't know if i've ever heard anyone have a story like that have you jess no and i'm i'm actually kind of floored because i've been noticing a lot of people i always thought that you could either be artistic or you know, like mathematical, you know, like I always thought it was like one side or the other. And I'm realizing a lot of people, like even my sister, my sister's in school for engineering and she's an insane artist. Like I I'm an artist, but I never had, I couldn't do engineering to save my life. But like 
Pam, you're a dropout engineer, yeah. like, and you're an insane artist too. So I'm sitting here going, what have they told us our entire lives? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is awesome. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah, I think there's like a, a bigger connection between like STEM and being creative than most people yes. understand. And like throughout college, I had um, a magazine that I started called Illustrated Research, which was all about like people who are in STEM fields or have an interest in science being creative and illustrating and stuff like that. And there was huge feedback. I'm hoping to get back to that this summer because I oh, gave it a But there was like a huge like support that came when I was like doing it. And there are so many people that are in STEM fields, you know, studying studying in college, just like I was that like want to be creative. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's a bigger connection between it than most people think, or people that like mm -hmm. art also like science. And I think there's a connection there that most people don't know about. And you don't get to combine them in like elementary school and high school. Like you never yeah. have always, they're always separate. separate. Yeah. They're always separate. And I, I realized too, when, when I was in those classes, the only time I was excelling was when it was hands-on, whenever mm -hmm. we were actually doing an experiment or we were using the blocks to count the numbers, like I could never, ever follow through until we were like, okay, let's play with our, you know, let's play with the stuff that's in front of us. And then it made sense to me. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if they actually started like intertwining more, more art, more STEM into. <laughs> kids would like it and enjoy it. For sure. Yeah. I had an art teacher in college who talked about how many, um, how important art was in engineering. And she was like, you think that you're using the formulas and the numbers, but no, you're weaving, you're, you're using your creative side to weave those formulas into things that are actually applicable. So it doesn't work until you open up that creative part of it. So I always thought of my engineering work as like, I'm about to go take this test, but I'm about to be creative on this paper to get to the right answer. So that's how I always thought of it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's wild. It's wild that they're just like there, but we don't realize that they're there. And maybe we do that on purpose. Maybe that's schooling separates them on purpose to make them seem like they're not important. But you kind of need both to do it. Um, Think about it. The art art programs and music programs are usually the first one to get cut. Yes. <laughs> they're usually the first ones to lose to funding. So or sure. to be defunded. So it's like. <laughs> I So I have a question. What is a zine? I when you oh. were talking, yeah. Well, I don't know what a zine is. I was like, oh, magazine, magazine. Let me tell you the magical world. Okay. okay. So magazines is correct. So it does. I think it comes from the word magazine. Okay. And there's like a whole like culture and history behind zines, but they're basically like handmade DIY like booklets, and you can get as creative with them as you want, and they can be as simple as you want. I'm trying to look because. I'm a teaching artist too, so that's what I teach them. We do okay. steam zines, so I'm working, I'm teaching them science and we're making zines. It's like the perfect oh, thing for awesome. me. I just love the program that I teach. So yeah, so I'm teaching the kids and like there's, you can make one page zines out of like an eight and a half sheet by eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, or you can get like really intricate and do like book binding, but it's just a really, it, I think they're amazing. And there's like this culture of sharing and trading that's normal in art in general. Oh. But there are zine fairs, which I cannot speak highly enough of because it's a great way to like get involved with your local community. You meet other people that also are creative and you have like people come to you that want art where you, it's kind of hard with social media to like get people to come to your page and yes. like, like your stuff. But yeah. at a zine fair, you just set up a table and then they come to you. So it's like a great win-win. Awesome. That's Did so you cool. A giant dip of that when COVID happened. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
So that was, I missed out on my last zine season in Miami, but it's okay. So yeah, so there's like, in, at least in South Florida, and I know on like the East Coast and the West Coast, there are big like zine cultures and things like that. So, and zine fairs, normally most major cities, there are some people that do zine fairs. So I 10 out of 10 recommend getting involved, That's like crazy. going to one when we can, because they're, they're really great. I'm sure, I'm sure Phoenix has one, Cam. I might oh, just I'm, have to come up. <laughs> sure. That's crazy. I've never even heard of that before. I haven't either. So do you it's make like, underground indie, but I wish more people knew about it because they're amazing. Yeah, well, now really they cool. will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they will. You're on a podcast, baby. <laughs> so do you make one that's him? Like, do you make a bunch of the same or like you make a bunch yeah. of different ones or like. Yeah, so the, the thing that I tell my kids is like, the one like rule about zines is that there are no rules. Oh. So like I have people, there are people that make like unique one of one zines and they'll make like five of them and they'll just like have those five zines. Or like if you have a sheet of paper, I really wish I had them like around me. I know, I was see like, it. I want to see what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> then you can send this one, we'll post it. We'll post it so yeah, everybody can see it. Yeah, so just like a normal eight and a half, sheet by 11 I, those are really cool because it's one page and you can easily make copies so what people will do at zine fairs is they'll have like one of their eight and a half by 11 ones that they fold and it folds up to be like about this big mm -hmm. and because it's that sheet of paper you can just make multiple copies of it black and white or color mm -hmm. and you like you can trade them or you can bit, buy other people's and then i would you can order make little booklets online you know from like a printing service so i've done that before and then i also made like additions of like 10 to 20 like handmade ones so it's really whatever you want it to be you can make one zine and then just have that one be the only one or you could make a hundred or a thousand but it's generally like smaller run like they're not mass distributed like you're not going to pick them up at 7-eleven like you would a magazine so that's what makes them really cool is they're like unique and things like that so that's dope that's so cool that, that is really cool and speaking of unique um ma'am you have some incredible artwork behind you. Um, when we found you on Instagram, when Alex found you on Instagram, it was colors, typography, activism. Man. I mean, everything under the sun, please tell us. And because we kind of noticed too, like your art transformed. If you actually look yes. at your feet, you yeah. see it from, you know, this really pretty, beautiful, like almost whimsical art mm -hmm. to, hey, you're gonna listen to what I have to say. So can you tell us more about that? Did that happen during your part-time, full-time? Like what induced that? Um, so I don't know. I think like in my head, I'm just alone all the time. So I constantly like analyze everything about me. And, like this color means this. And like, this means this. And this came from this. Yeah. Like, I've always had a love of type. I actually posted um, love type. Like, a TikTok about this. Like yeah. I've always loved words and typography. And I didn't really realize that until recently. Like I've always loved street art and like going back through my old art and through my old journaling pages, there were always like words and typography there. And before I even knew what typography was or that like you could have typefaces, I was like going on Pinterest, looking up designs and things like that for mm -hmm. as long as I've had a phone. Like I've always been interested in that. Yeah. So that's always been part of it. And then in college, like I didn't take art classes, but the few like creative classes I did take, the one I, I took one art class that was a typography class, but the professor was... It, it was not what I signed up for, <laughs> but I took it because I was like typography, I want to learn and I didn't learn anything. But um, <laughs> then I took design classes. So I have like a design background, like with the magazine, like I can do print design and things like that. 
And so I learned like computer coding and I made like a website in a data visualization class. So like I have a design background, which I think is what caused this stuff. Because, yeah, <laughs> because this is like, these are like designs that I just paint, you know, instead of like an organic painting that just like comes out of nowhere. Like it's very much a design and I have mock-ups of every painting that I make on Illustrator. That's so crazy. So it's very much like a design-based practice that I've kind of come into. And then like, as far as just like, starting it I just last summer I was just very moved by what was going on and I was like I don't know what necessarily to do but I was moved by what people were saying like at protests and videos like I was moved by the words and I was like hmm, how can I like convey this and I was trying to think of like a creative way to convey words and I was like I should just put the words on the canvas yes because <laughs> you don't yes. see many artists do that there are a few that mm -hmm. do paint words and I've found more and more as I've gone along but it's not very common so it's kind of like in my head I had this stigma that like you can't use words in a painting because it's a painting and then mm -hmm. you don't put words there and I was like it's my life I can do what I want and I want them to be on the canvas so that's that's how it started and I just started doing it and like as you make more stuff you start making more stuff and it kind of grows so I've seen like an evolution in my paintings over the past year um but now I feel like I've gotten a process that I'm really like ready to dig into when I have time to paint again. So it's kind of comes like I wasn't creative. I wasn't painting in college, but I think that that time when I was doing design and learning all that stuff, 100% is why I'm making the art I'm making now. So awesome. That's so dope. Yeah. It's like we're, we're made again, we're made up of all our experiences. And when you're an artist, you get to put all those experiences to paper or to canvas, mm -hmm. which I, yeah, I love, I noticed the typography stuff and I was like, I love typography. Like that's something that I've been like lettering. I've really been trying to get into and use for what I do for my clients when it comes to like branding and stuff. Um, but it just conveys such a feeling. Like that's what I love about it so much. It's just like how well it can convey a feeling. So like she said, like um, you can tell that when things were going down last summer that like that's what people needed. Like people yes. needed to feel unity. People needed to feel together. And I felt like your art, like I was looking through and I was like, this is a perfect description of that. And like yes. trying to bring people together. So appreciate it. Like we like, I, I feel like the world, I appreciate when I see that in the world. So um, wow. that's, yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. Cause I just, I don't know. I, cause social media is really weird. So I've never really had people that like supported my work the same way that they are now. Like it was always family and friends, for sure. you know, and it's like, they didn't even really, cause they're not your target audience, but mm -hmm. like family and friends were like, that's really cool. And like, yeah. It and not really, yeah, support you in the way you really need to support with your starting a business. So it was always kind of like, I'm just going to make this for whatever. And so it's like a really weird shock to have people actually like my work for my work and not because they're like a family friend that's known me since middle school you know yeah. so it's I've always made my work because I feel like I need it like it yeah. helps me and so it's interesting and it's really great to know that other people like enjoy it sometimes I think more than I do like <laughs> there's some people that I feel like like my artwork more than I do but it's really cool to have that now because I have never had that before this is like my first time having people enjoy my work so your, your stuff is chilling like it's <laughs> seriously it's chilling like there's i mean if if you could encapsulate all of the emotions from last year i mean that's that's right there it's right there behind you i mean you have everything from 
everybody's struggles to what the world was literally witnessing and has been experiencing for years. And you took that anger and you literally put it on a canvas like that, that alone in itself is moving. So thank you. <laughs> even, even if you didn't know what you were doing, even if you didn't know you should like that, that's awesome. Seriously. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any um, artists that you would say are influences to you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like I'll say this a, a thousand times, but I made a TikTok about this because I make a TikTok <laughs> about everything. But there is one artist that I like, because again, throughout college, I was not in a creative major, but I took time to do creative things. So I would constantly like, every time I came home to like the DC area, I would make a point to go to the Hirshhorn. I would make a, I would drag my mom up to the MoMA and be like, we're going for a day. I don't care if we have to drive eight hours. <laughs> like we're going to the MoMA, we're going to the museums in New York city. Like we're going to go do all this stuff. So I always made a point to like, continue go to see art and consume it. And like Good. Art Basel is in Miami, which is part of the reason why I went to the mm. University of Miami. Cause I really wanted to go to Art Basel, which is a unique experience, but it's like once a year you get to like consume a ton of artwork like all in basically my backyard at the time so it was like this magical thing where all this art from the world like would come to me and I could go and walk around and see it and so one of the artists that I am a fan of very much so but I didn't know that I was seeing his work in all these different places is Glenn Ligon okay and so I would see his pieces and because they had text in them I would be like oh my gosh words on a painting yes and take a picture and then like a year later I would see another piece and be like oh my gosh neon words yes like take a picture and then I, I realized that they were all him oh all wow and I was like I've been a fan of his for years but I just never remembered like the name of the artist and it turns out they were all Glenn Ligon so I do really love Glenn Ligon he is a black um queer artist who makes text-based art and wow. so I think that that subconsciously inspired like helped me push myself to do text because I saw his work in you know the Smithsonian American Art Museum and in Art Basel and at the MoMA and things like that so he's definitely a big inspiration for me so that's awesome no I, I do have a question for you because you had mentioned like you know sometimes you pick certain colors to mean certain things and things like that are there certain parts of your work that you wish people knew more about hmm that's mm. a good question <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There are like the interesting thing about making like for me again with the whole like making art and like having people not really like it and then all of a sudden people like it. The paintings that I've liked the least sometimes are the ones that get the most feedback mm -hmm. and people really resonate with. So it's interesting to see that like one of my absolute fa favorite paintings maybe because I spent so much time on it is a painting I'm I'm looking at it right now is my Skittle painting. I don't think I actually I think I posted it on my Instagram. But it's like my favorite painting that I've it made. It has like all the little, the little colors. Yeah. Yeah. The little circles. Yes. Those mm -hmm. are Skittles. <laughs> Skittles. Yeah. And it's about Trayvon Martin. And it's like mm -hmm. one of my most, I think, I think it's one of my most like thoughtful and like unique pieces, but like nobody, <laughs> nobody really like cared when I posted about it. And part of it is like TikTok and the algorithm and all yeah. that stuff. But it was just like, oh, I kind of spent a lot of time on this and I really like it, but nobody yeah. <laughs> so, did you so you made a TikTok video did you talk about like the meaning behind it when you posted it mm -hmm. really yeah. mm -hmm. and if you go on my TikTok, and now that i've said it if you notice the painting the videos that have the most views i'm not talking about what my paintings are about i've kind of stopped doing that in a lot of 
my videos because yeah. those videos do not get seen. Like they don't do so well. Weird. So I that just stopped weird. talking about it. But that is one of my favorite paintings that I wish more people liked mm -hmm. <laughs> because nobody, you know, so that's one of my favorites. And then I also have one that I did, um, I think, let me, yeah, so one of the paint I'm looking at right now on my wall, but it's, um, I don't, I, I think I did post this one in, on Instagram and it's about the riots on January 6th. Is it the Target trash bag? No, not that one. Oh, I love that one. Okay, I sorry. That. I love that one too. I want to give it to um, Trevor Noah so bad because it was inspired by him and a monologue he gave, but maybe one day he'll have it in his home. There you but go. The, the January 6th one about the riots on the Capitol, mm -hmm. um, it has a quote from, I think, yeah, it has just a bunch of words in it and different layers that I don't think everyone like the point whole point is like you can't really read them it's more for me to have those words there um so yeah so it has a lot of words in it that most people don't know are there because they're covered up but I know that they're there so mm. things like that when I cover up words it makes it hard to read like this one behind me mm -hmm. the red is plantation it says plantation oh. twice oh wow but nobody you know it's called plantation but most people I don't think understand that like the red text is saying plantation, plantation across it so, wow yeah, awesome. things like that I noticed you use a lot of pixels too. Is that yeah, what? What is that? Is that just kind of like fun, or is that like a play on social media? Yeah, I think because like last June I was like really depressed and I spent a lot of time on my phone, mm -hmm. and so I was like, you know, the only way that we're seeing this is through our phones and through digital media. So I that's mm -hmm. when I started incorporating it into my paintings, and it's become more loose. Like this is very like you can see the lines aren't straight. It's very like not as structured, mm -hmm. and my paintings last summer were very like boxy and boxy. like very so I'm playing around with that a bit and so yeah that's kind of why the pixels so are there dope. oh my yeah. god so dope. when so we talk about mental health a lot on this podcast um do you feel like you lean to art when you're in those times or you have a hard time creating when you're going through those like depressive situations it's almost like I when I'm happy I don't make art as much mm -hmm. you know but when I'm have all those feelings it's like that's the only way I know to like deal with them yes. um so they yeah. so it's it's a weird balance of like making paintings about things that make me upset mm -hmm. and that's how I get rid of those feelings but then also it's like when I'm happy I don't have those feelings so it's like this balance of either I force myself to feel the bad feelings and paint or like don't you know so yeah I'm, I'm sure that's a tough like line to walk like uh, you ever feel like um because like becoming like like a bigger name in art and to say that like you have to be kind of in that 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 mindset do you have a hard time sometimes getting art out like is there times where you're like I'm so happy but I'm so happy and I need to create and make money but I can't create and make money because I'm too happy like uh it helps like one of the things I do is I like when I have a bunch of ideas I'll write them all down mm -hmm. and if I can I'll try and crank out as many like mock-ups as I can because once I have the mock-up finalized that I'm happy with it's just like color by number kind of because gotcha. I use my grid system and I'm just painting colors on a canvas so the actual painting itself that's the fun part it's just like do 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 like listening oh, to my okay. cartoon movies painting about the capital <laughs> line like, no big deal like but it's like the actual like designing and putting it all together that that's what takes a little bit of like effort because I want it to be thoughtful I want to make sure I'm doing everything right I want to make sure I'm getting across what I want to get across um so that's where it comes in like right at the beginning so I'll try to get it all out when I can and then this stuff can take 
sometimes too long. I procrastinate this stuff, but like, yeah. So How long does one fun part? Um, it depends again, like it just depends on the painting. Like this one, I was super excited about. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if I stopped that I would not come back to it for a long time. Uh -huh. So I worked like really hard for a week on just this. And luckily at the time I didn't have any like commitments to take up and distract me. So I was able to just like sit down and like crank it out but other ones can take a long time so it just depends mm -hmm. um my january 6th one like i was up i think like four or five nights in a row till like 5 a.m to make sure that i like got it done because i wanted to finish it so it just depends on the painting itself and like my schedule because mm -hmm. now it's getting more less art related and more like business and other stuff so As making sure i fit in the time when i can right. is important so that was actually another question that I had um, or that we were talking about was um, how how is it going from doing this as a hobby to doing this as a business? Has that, um, you know, have you had to work on time management? Have you um, does I mean, how is it being a business artist now? Like, what is that? Yeah, I don't. Um, it's interesting because I'm still I think I, I'm very much still figuring it out. Like, I do not have it figured out. Right. I have not sat down to paint in two months. So like that's part of it. Um, so yeah, it's figure. And then the other thing is I don't, I don't sell my babies cause they're my babies. Like I can't, I can't sell them, you know? So like, then you have to make your money elsewhere. Cause I can't sell, I'm not, I don't want to sell them. I refuse to sell them. My yeah. grandma told me not to, and I listened to her, so I'm not selling them. So, but then it's like, then I have to find other ways like this right here, me painting this does not make me money directly. Right. So there has to be like another time given to the part that actually is giving me the money so that's part of the balance and I don't I like all aspects of what I do it's just you know balancing it because you have one video go viral and you have 200 orders that you have to get out you know Ooh. yeah or you don't have videos going viral and you don't have orders coming in and it's like what do I do like I have to now market myself and like do all this stuff that's not always fun so it's yeah it's I'm still learning to balance it I don't think that answers the question, but no, yeah. No, no, it does. It does. You're, you're also a one woman show. Like I, I love that you made, I mean, I, we were, your, your TikTok videos are awesome. I mean, sure. like you said, they go viral. Like they're really freaking cool. <laughs> so, like, you know, you made your TikTok video about how it's extremely important to you that you're doing every step of the process. Do you mm -hmm. think that that's going to continue to stay that way? Or do you think that if this does get bigger, you're going to be open to bringing more people onto your team? Um, so I've already let my brother come in and do stuff. He lives in the same area. So I, I, I'm very bad at asking for help, but I've asked him because I feel comfortable asking my little brother to come do stuff for me. I pay him, but like having him come into my space. But um, one of the other things that like with TikTok, you know, you see people getting like thousands. I got a thousand orders this weekend. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I want a thousand orders. Right. You know, yeah. I don't know if I, I personally want that. I don't want to deal with I'm fine with the amount that I'm getting now and I don't really seek out more. Like I'm very comfortable and I don't feel a need for like more. Right. Obviously, oh, I mean, hopefully more will come, but like right now I'm very comfortable with what I'm doing. So my dad's the one that's like, you gotta do this. You gotta hire these employees and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, dad, I really just want some time to paint. I'll pack my few orders a week and we'll be fine for now. So like, yeah, I'm not someone that's like, if you notice, like I'm not constantly 
pushing and like talking about my prints or like, that's not what I post because I don't want to have like a hundred orders a week. I don't want to have to deal with handling that. So I'm very comfortable with what I have now. And yeah, so that's kind of how I'm dealing with it as by not like pushing things constantly. You're, you're not the only person who feels oh. that way. Like for the longest time I refused, I'm a photographer. Um, I do web design on the side, but throughout the year, my money, my, my art, my passion is photography. That was like the one thing growing up that made sense to me. I tried painting, I tried sketching, I tried all this stuff and I just couldn't, I couldn't make it work. And then I get into photography and it was like, I was creating, you know, I was, I was a very sad child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a really weird childhood. So growing up, I was able to create all these crazy portraits and stuff. And that was really cool. Well, once it started exploding, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm busy all the time. Like this kind of sucks. Like <laughs> I want to create art because I want to create art. But, you know, obviously I graduated to like moving into weddings and family photography and things like that. And then I'm slowly finding myself coming out of those things and creating more art because I'm like, I'm done being busy and overwhelmed. I want to make the art that people want me. Like I, I want to make the art that I want to make. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that people that wanted that too started coming mm -hmm. and they started going into it. And I was like, okay, well now I really do need a couple of teammates because, <laughs> because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be big. I didn't want to be overwhelmed. And so I'm finally at the point where I'm like, fine. Like I had to, I had to hire a couple of people to help me out because I was drowning yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I, I do have a question. Um, I know with social, again, you we talked a couple of times, you said a couple of times how like social media is just tough. Um, how does it make you feel to have to be a content creator to be able to get out your art? So to have to make the TikToks to be able to get out your art, how does that make you feel? Do you feel like you're like kind of a machine or like, does it make you feel, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I think a lot of people, specifically on TikTok, because it favors people who post frequently. Mm -hmm. But I think like I've learned, and I've, I and the interesting thing is like I feel like I'm in this class of people. Like I have my mutuals and people that I follow that are kind of like all kind of going on the same path, and we all have kind of like gone through the same ups and downs. And I have like a TikTok group chat. It's like my support team. I call them my colleagues because like Aww. we don't work together, but like we yeah. work, we have the same job kind of. So we're all in it together. And we're like, how, do, how should I respond to this comment? This person is saying rude things. Like, what should I do? Or like, mm -hmm. hey, I want to post about this. Is this the best way to do it? So like they really help. Um, but a lot of people that are also like artists find it hard because I'm not making a painting a day. I refuse to make a painting a day. Yeah. I think if I were to sit down and make a painting a day, they would not be like this mm -hmm. and they would not be what people would want and it's not what I want so it's like finding a balance of like posting about like what are some sunscreen recommendations you know like really easy <laughs> stuff that's the thing about TikTok is like it doesn't have to be super professional you know I can be like well, look at my cucumber plant <laughs> lifestyle like lifestyle I, I love the TikToks you do where literally all you're doing is just wiping away the chalk I'm like this is so satisfying I'm gonna watch a thousand of these <laughs> everyone and that, that's probably the most frequent question what is that what is that white stuff why are you wiping away and I'm like it's chalk and they're like where did you buy the chalk I'm like it was a dollar Michael's I don't know Walmart why I don't know for me, but like it's just chalk and then I wipe it with the towel. But yeah, people love the chalk wiping. I love doing it. It's something that like I didn't, it, it's just something that I did. Like I made my first painting and I was like, with engineering problem solving, I was like, how do I get this painting that's on 
the computer onto this bigger canvas and I was like, Ooh, chalk grid. And then I just did it awesome. and then you have to wipe it away. And I was like, this looks kind of cool. So then you just film it. And this I think is. that's something too, is like, just film, film all, all the things that you do, you know, like it doesn't have to be all the, like what you think is picture perfect. Again, like that wasn't something I expected people to also want to see, but mm -hmm. a lot of people are like chalk wiping. I love the chalk wiping. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, I think being a, an artist and a creative, it's like you can put a lot of pressure on yourself to post constantly and have to be like a new painting every day, but also just recycle old paintings and post the same clips over and over again. Most people won't see it, yeah. so it doesn't matter. And just posting whatever. And yeah. that has taken a lot of pressure off for me because if I'm just posting what I want, when I want, then I, I don't feel the mental health pressure of like, I right. have to post constantly. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it makes you feel like a fiend sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, I gotta post, I gotta post. So it's <laughs> like, it's, a, it's such a, but the, the way that is perfect because it's basically like, make it something that's tangible to you that you're able to kind of handle and it, you don't have to look like everybody else. You don't have to do what they do. You can do what you, what you want. People are interested in you. And mm -hmm. I think that's a great message. Yeah. And the other I, thing is like, I have people that comment every, like on every video, you know, and like, I post because of them. Like I don't post yeah. to like reach new people. I post because I have my like little cheer squad. That's like, yeah, blah, blah, <laughs> I love that or blah, blah, blah. Or like comment advice like every single time like these people show up every day like yeah. my videos comment like that's why I post because I know that my 10 like little followers are gonna you know <laughs> people that support me the most are gonna yeah. enjoy what I do no matter what so like I post for them because I know that they they'll get they'll enjoy it I, I enjoy sharing with them and like talking with them so that's at this point that's why I post what I post because I know that they're they're gonna want that's what I, whatever I post. So that's awesome. Well, so and like we, with wisdom by design, we want to build a community for people. We want creatives to know, like they have a place to go. If they have those hard questions, if they just need to connect with other creatives in their field. Um, you said that you had your, your TikTok uh, colleagues. Do you have any other community other than your Instagram, which is awesome. Like the fact that you have people that are there every single day, that's a really cool community that you, I mean, whether you knew it or not, you cultivated. Yeah. Do you, do you, um, have any tips for creatives that are looking for people to connect with? I mean, I would say TikTok. Like I think yeah. people join, I think a lot of small business people join TikTok or artists join TikTok. They're like, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to go viral. And like, that's never why I posted or joined TikTok. I was just like, this is a funny app. And then I was like, <laughs> seeing people post stuff. And I was like, I can do that. Like I'll, yeah. I'm going to share my art. You know, other people are sharing their art. Why can't I? And then yeah. And now I just post again, like I just post because I have a community there, like people I can in my head, I'm like, these are my friends. So like my friends on TikTok that comment and like on everything. So like, that's why I post. And I think if you're an artist or a creative and you want a community of people that are like-minded, have the same problems, ask the same questions, like TikTok, I think is a great place for that because you don't even have to post to be involved. Like right. there are people that, you know, don't even have a profile picture, but they're really active and involved with the people that they follow and the people that follow them too. And they're like live streams. And that's how I met some of my friends. I've only gone live once, but I met someone on the live stream that I now like follow and support and they follow and support me. And they're sending me messages when they see something that they, that reminds me of, reminds them of me. So like, I think that is a really great place to meet people, especially now, because you can't like go to a zine fair necessarily in America. So Right. I think that TikTok is a great place for that because you can find like-minded people who are going through the same thing and will like help you and support you. So Aww. that's why I, I love to <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's, 
it's a fresh new platform where like everybody's flocking from i feel like people are leaving facebook and instagram like in droves because of just like what's there now is advertisement and trying to get you to spend money but it seems yeah. like tiktok is like for the fresh ideas and where people just want to live like i feel like social media is just like people just want to hang out they don't want to be like told what they need to do or what they need to buy they just want to hang out so mm -hmm. i think that's so cool yeah wow that's awesome for sure and and that's why like with what we're doing um we are trying to again have a place for creatives to be able to come because i was talking i was thinking this morning i was like creativity is such a weird thing and especially with your artwork because um to be an artist you kind of have to cultivate your own style and in cultivating your own style you're alone like you you can somewhat be alone in doing that so i feel like we get stuck in these these silos of well i have to figure out who i want to be and and it's very hard to kind of reach out and meet other people so with wisdom we really want creatives this to be a place where creatives can come hang out talk i got pro i got a problem what have you guys done in this situation so right. we have some some things coming we have a patreon we're going to uh, launch and we have uh kind of some some things going where we can bring people in um and we would love to see you there too just hopefully being able to hang out with people and like being a guide to people who are kind of lost and not really understanding so um that's all this that's the reason me and Jess did this because we world is cold. That we're all lost yeah. <laughs> yeah and I think the other thing too is like I, I mean I listen to podcasts and YouTube all the time like different yeah. you know artists talks and things like that and like being a creative is so innately alone like so yeah. much my I mean I cannot express how alone I am every day. I don't feel lonely, but I am by myself in this yes. room. I sit over here, I do my work, I go over here, I paint, I cook my food. I like, I'm just here alone. So like so much of making art and being creative, you, you have to do it on your own. Like you can't really do it in a crowded room where you're having 10 conversations with people when like you're hanging out, like you have to be alone to do what you do. So like everyone I think that is creative and is in the same boat of being alone, they want to meet other people, maybe that aren't doing the same thing. I think it's great to have people that are doing all different things Absolutely. to give you other perspectives and to talk Definitely. about and like learn what they're going through. Cause it's probably similar, even if they're not making paintings like this, you know? So I think people that are creative innately want community and want other people to be around them that are going through the same thing and can help them because we're so like alone most of the time, you know? So. What, what would you say to an artist who is just finding their footing? Like what, what, if you had like one piece of advice for them, what would you, what would you tell them? Oh God. <laughs> that seems like a lot of pressure. I would just do What did you need at that point? Like, yeah, what, did you like, exactly, what did you need? What did you need? I would, yeah, I think just do what you want. Like it's, awesome. you know, like don't feel, again, like I don't want to make a painting a day. So if I was forcing myself to make a painting a day and post it on TikTok, I would be miserable. I would probably be crying, you know, like every day I'd be like, no, but I don't do that. Like, yeah. like, you know, so I think it's do what you like. If you like packing orders for people, which I love packing orders for people, I enjoy it. Really? For me, it's really helpful. Yeah. I used to work at the, um, it's called the interlibrary loan, ILL department in my college library. So that's all I did was package stuff all day. And I, it's a great way to turn your brain off, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, 
instead of thinking about all that's going on or like, oh my gosh, I have to finish this painting. I have a deadline. It's like, oh, here's a postcard. I'm writing a thank you note. And it's just like, for me, it's very therapeutic and relaxing to shut my brain off and do that. So that's why I enjoy packing orders because it's just a thing to do that's not work in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I enjoy doing that. If I did not enjoy doing that, if you don't enjoy doing that, pay someone to do it for you or like have someone volunteer to help you or don't have an online store like that. Have a Patreon, you know, work on social media, like do what you like to do. Like, don't feel like you have to do something because everyone, it seems like everyone else is doing it because if everyone else is doing it, then like, what are you going to do? So I think just do what you want to do. If it, if it's no longer making you happy, if something made you happy before and it's not anymore, do something else, like switch it up. I don't think you have to stay doing the same thing all the time. Like you can just do what makes you happy and what you enjoy doing. So that would be my piece of advice. No, that's awesome advice usually. Um, One of our our episodes from our last season, we were basically talking about like FOMO, like Mm -hmm. fear of missing out. People see all these amazing things on Instagram. They see people being successful with this and with this and with this. So they think they have to do all of those things even if it doesn't ex- like exactly align with what they even wanted to start doing. Mm-hmm. So I think that we get so caught up in trying to do what everyone else is doing or trying to keep up with everyone else that we innately make ourselves miserable. Mm-hmm. So I, that is like awesome advice because I think when, when you're starting out, some people, you know, depending on their motive, Hey, I need to make money or, Hey, I just need to make art. It's very easy to get lost and confused and what you think you're supposed to be doing. So that's really great advice. (laughs) And that's the thing too, is like, sometimes you have to do the things you don't like, you know, Mm -hmm. like I had to sit down all of last month and edit a class, which on its own, I would love to do that. But it was like, I really wanted to be painting and I had to sit down and do that because that that month is what's going to make my money because I'm not selling my paintings. So like, you do have to do the things you don't like, but on like a bigger scale creatively, if I stop enjoying making these paintings, I'm not going to force myself to continue making these paintings. Right. So sometimes right. you have to do the things you don't like, but on the whole, you just shouldn't force yourself to do things. I think that's, that that's, doing, you know? yeah, that's a great, that's great advice. Cause we, we try to say that like life is so short, but yet we go to jobs. We hate, we go and take classes yeah. that we don't like. We do a lot of things that we don't like when, if you controlled more of those bigger things, yeah, 20% of it, I have to do what I don't like. But right. if I did 80% of liking, I would probably love being alive. So, mm-hmm. and and that's where, like, I, I hope to see the future generations going is we're mm-hmm. more on, let's do what we love to do and, and see how we can make the world a better place by using those things. Yes. Um, so that that's great. Great advice. Um, I think that's, you think we're good, Jess? Yeah. Leela, is there anything else that you want to say, want to talk about that you didn't get a chance to say while you were here? Um, no, that's, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Let us ready. Um, just make sure you shout out like your, tell your social okay. Yeah. I was about to do it. <laughs> We're leaving that in too. Okay. You know what? Let me explain my username. Nobody asked for this. Okay. Nobody Go. asked. Yes. But I'm going to explain it in case anyone is wondering if you guys wonder. So my initials are LMT. Yes. Leela Mae Thompson. I love my name. I'm never changing it for anybody. I'm keeping my name for in last. Yes. Don't ever change it. So when I was in, I used to be very, I'm, I also used to be an athlete. So I was playing AAU basketball and one of my teams, we had like warm up jerseys and we could pick our name for the back, but I've never really had a nickname. 
like nobody really called me Lee until I started playing rugby. So like Lila was my name and there's like not really a nickname for that. So I was like, mm, like everyone else has these nicknames. They're putting them on their, like the back of their warm up jersey. And at the time I was listening to this artist tweet. Yes. On, yes, 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 tweet. And this was before Twitter was like a thing. So my brother was like, you should have LM tweet on the back of your warm up jersey. And I was like, bet. And then around that same time, Instagram came out. So I made my Instagram username that, and then I just stuck with it. And that's, that's my username. And that's my like name on everything. Do people ask you if it's for Twitter all the time? Nobody asks. Um, oh. <laughs> really? Yeah, you said that when I was like, when we were looking you up, I was like, LM tweet. I was like, I wonder if that was like her handle from Twitter and then she just moved it over to Instagram. It has nothing to do with Twitter. That's <laughs> that's funny thing. People think that it does. And because there's TikTok has this weird thing where like you can't capitalize letters in your username. So the, the L is not uppercase. So people think it's I'm tweet. I'm tweet. Oh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> It's LM tweet. <laughs> oh no, TikTok, y'all need to fix that. Please understand me. It, yeah, <laughs> we, need to, we need people to understand LM tweet and not I'm tweet. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Twitter. From you need us to come on. We can moderate. We'll just fix everybody when they say it that way. <laughs> we'll just pop in the comments. Actually. <laughs> Actually. That's awesome. That well, yes, please tell our our listeners, our viewers, where they can find you, how they can support you. Um, and actually, tell them that. And then uh, I did have a question because I noticed that sometimes your sales go to certain nonprofits and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like, do you have a certain sales a month that you want to try to do or do you just find things that speak to you? Um, so, yeah, so all my socials are LM tweet, like one word. That's Perfect. Basically, Perfect. technically, my Twitter is lmtweet32 because lmtweet was already taken when I made my account because I made my username after before I made Twitter. Like that was my username. So I'm lmtweet on everything on YouTube, TikTok, awesome. Instagram, not Twitter. Add the 32. But other than that, like that's my thing. Um, and yeah, so I mean, this get a little deep. I'm biracial, and so like my I have this innate like or at least I used to, now I'm like, no, I'm a black woman, but I used to, you know, go back and forth. It's like, oh no, like I'm biracial. I'm not black enough. I'm not white enough. Right. So there was like this guilt of like making art about this. And I had this feeling that people would be like, oh my gosh, how dare you like be profiting off of this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm literally not selling anything. I'm just making a video at right. first. And so I immediately was like, well, I'm going to donate a portion of this. And I have continued to do that. So anytime I have a product that is like, I have shirts that say black lives matter. I have George Floyd shirts from my first, like art piece that I made um all a portion of those every month just go to like a, either a local community fridge or like equal justice initiative or um one of the organizations that I've given to is called I'm gonna mess it up but I think it's like black it's black coders basically black black coders um that's an organization that I give to so awesome. it just that's depends cool. it's just something that I do I will continue to do it I yeah. enjoy doing that so Thank yeah, you for sharing that with us because I know, I mean, we, I know personally, I know so many people that, that deal with that on a regular basis. They're like, I don't know where I fit in. Like, I don't know that that's actually a huge thing. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that openly. That's really awesome of you. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, is like most of the videos that go viral are not like, I'm not in them. I'm not in them. Yeah. So people like one of the biggest hiccups that has come up is people being like, why are you painting about this? Like you're white. And I was like, ah no I'm not <laughs> so yeah yeah so that's like Whoa. so it was yeah 
So, I mean, it's like, you know, keyboard, keyboard warriors, people in the comments. So that was part of it. And I was like, well, I donate. So like, if you, if someone takes the time to look into who I am, first of all, they, and second of all, like I donate. So that's oh, part you of cut out. You cut out a little bit. Did yeah, say the first of say all, that one more time. I, uh, um, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I forgot, what I, but I was just, if someone took the time to look into who I was okay. and look at my profile picture you know, they would see that I'm not white and that I donate. If they went on my website, mm -hmm. they'd see that I donate certain things, you know. Yeah, well, even, even if you're not donating, like, I, that just blows my freaking mind. Like, people... <laughs> yep. no, you're not going to be able to figure it out. It doesn't, I'm not, it doesn't I'm not, because I'm just like, you're, you're making art that says something that's, like, is literally the... The, it's literally a time capsule of everything that's going on. It has everybody's emotions, every like things that people are going through at this point in time. Why does it matter? Like it's art. <laughs> Why does it matter? Always the people that shouldn't have anything to say always have the most to say. So I, I was, every time I'm like, mm, block. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I've learned that lesson, but yeah. So that was part of the reason why I started donating. But like at this point, like, I don't know why I would stop. Like, I love donating yeah. someone that like, Absolutely. I have extra money. I shall give it to somebody. Like, I don't know why I need that extra money. So I just yeah, love that. Good. And there's well, so many organizations that need it. So yes, no, that's awesome. The donating is awesome. Like that part is really freaking cool. So mm -hmm. uh, it's awesome that you're doing that, but also definitely keep blocking people because yes. that's nasty. Oh, that's, I will. I will. That's very icky. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for spending time with us this morning. Um, we are very excited that we're your first podcast. I'm still yes. not about that. Um, I don't know. Cam, do you have anything? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is a good, I'm glad that you're here because <laughs> yeah. I feel like you shine light on a lot of things that like live in my mind, but I don't ever like put out it's there. In all our minds. We're constantly thinking about those things. Yes. Thank you for existing. Thank you for yes. putting your art out into this world. Um, do you, you said, no, you don't have a website, right? I do have a website. Yeah. You do have a website. Okay. And that, and how do we find your website? LMTweet.com. Awesome. All right. I like that. She, branding. That's how you brand. Branding. That is branding. Yeah. And then it's like, why would I change it? Like everything is already set to this. I'm just, yeah. I'm going to roll with it. 100%. So. Oh my gosh. Well, we hope that you come and visit us back. Um, we will definitely be stalking you always. You have two new fans. Three new okay. fans. Alex has been stalking you, so we will continue to stalk you. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for spending time with us. You guys, this is Lee LeMay Thompson, artist extraordinaire. We are so happy to have you here. Um, thanks, guys. This is yeah. Jessa at Wisdom by Design, my co-host. Yeah, me, Cameron. I, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we hope to see you guys back for um, episode three. Yeah, because this is technically episode two, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> we always do this. We're like episode. <laughs> this is gonna air. This is the second episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Oh, uh, I guess I should say where they could find us, right? That yes. like. That should I always be forget that. Okay. Cool. I always forget that part too. Um. So. <laughs> So you guys can find us. Um, if you are not watching us on YouTube, you can find us on YouTube at Wisdom by Design Podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Wisdom by Design Podcast. And then our new website is Wisdom by Design Podcast.com, spelled exactly as it sounds. It's a mouthful, but it's worth it. Go see us. So and then also 
on all of the listening apps for podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. Yeah, absolutely. Listen to us everywhere. We're, that's where we're at. So yes. being successfully awkward everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Leela, you're awesome. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Alex is getting a picture for social. Is that okay? Is that okay. Wait, let me make it big. Oh, make it big. Right. Oh, no. no, no, no. Bye. 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 That's what we do. That's what we do. That was oh. great. That was great. Um, that was fantastic. You're awesome. Thank you for sharing your brain with us. Um, we will be sending you um information of when the episode's coming out so you know like you can post about it um and then we will also be posting do you have a photo that you love that you could send to us that would be we'd be okay to post for you uh yes mm -hmm. I can. Of your beautiful face yes okay good. <laughs> i took one recently so i would have it like okay. An updated photo. Yeah, okay cool so if you could get that to us um we'll make sure to keep you updated and we are freaking excited thank you we normally do i forgot me and jessa do coffee dates on what like every other tuesday like every other tuesday yeah yeah we do them at like we do them around this time this is actually the time that we do them um we just hang out and talk for like an hour so if you i can invite you to the next one if you'd be yeah. down Right. And we just chat about everything, like Literally, what right. we're struggling with. Like we're just really trying to make a community of like-minded people. So, yeah. Um, I think does Alex have your email? Do uh, okay. yes. So I'll shoot you the invite. I think the next one's on like May fourth, and we okay, just sit cool. down and talk for like an hour and just drink coffee and hang out. So yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm excited. It's growing. <laughs> <laughs> awesome okay well if you need anything please let us know sure. um we'll be in contact email, we'll whatever everything. yeah mm -hmm. and, and we'll be in contact with you yeah. okay great awesome have a great day yeah. <laughs> bye. bye okay that was good question that was awesome that was awesome I'm so